Okay, welcome back to the Dry Podcast, and it's not me and Crystal this week. We've got a special guest, a guest that is into the world of health and fitness. He also might be just revealed to us that he's taken a break from the booze. He's also known for being on Married at First Sight, and I have to say I don't watch many programs, but I did watch that, and I'm pleased to see you guys are still together. It is Adam Aveling. Have I said your name right, first of all, mate? Yes, you have. You're absolutely spot on. That's rare, to be honest. Most people, <laughs> most people don't get it right. But yeah, excited to be on and excited to dive into dive into things. Yeah, thanks, mate. We've been um, following you for a while, and because of the show, but also yeah. then I follow. You know, you know what happens with these things. You watch, you watch something, you follow someone, and then you're like, oh, no, I don't know. That sort of loses its momentum. But with you, I found it very interesting and compelling because. I followed you more so now than I did when you were in the show because yeah. of what you do. Because I'm into the world of alcohol free and I love to think yeah. I'm trying to get healthy and fit as much as possible. And you are a healthy and fit. And when I see you with, with like a bit a pair of shorts on, mate, you are looking <laughs> in great shape at the minute, by the way. Thank you um, very much, mate. Thank you. Appreciate so that. I just wanted to, I suppose what, what what we want to do is get guests on that are, we've had all sorts of people on, but guests on that are not alcohol free. In, yeah. in their entirety because i think that's really interesting and guests that are into the health and fitness world and their opinion of alcohol i mean you haven't had a discussion before this i think it's always good to just dive straight into it so i suppose yeah just what what is what's your current relationship with alcohol let's start off with that yeah it's like it's a, it's a funny one actually one of my clients asked me the other day about what my relationship with, with alcohol is because he's he's seen a lot of i think there's quite a big movement at the minute and i think it's a, a great movement of going dry and going alcohol free um and one of my clients asked me what my relationship is and to be honest i'm I'm at like a, a really really good place with it at, at the minute like i know when i was younger so my background is bodybuilding so from like probably about 20 onwards i got really into bodybuilding so a lot of my time was spent training not really drinking that much but what i was doing because i was single i was single for about seven years um, and what I was doing to go out and meet people and to ha- get that little bit of socializing, I was going out and I was binging. And um, so every, probably I'd say on average about two weeks, I was going out and binging quite a lot. So like when I was from, even pr- probably from about 16 to maybe about 24, 25, I'd literally binged a hell of a lot. I didn't drink that much. Like I'd go like two, two weeks without probably touching anything, but I was, going like and drinking so so much and then from coming off of married at first sight a couple of years ago I actually went through like a, a period where I probably drank more than I ever drank especially when we were filming the show I was drinking a lot like because we didn't really have anything else to do like it was exciting like we were meeting new connections even with with my partner it was all like we, we got along like a house on fire so we we were enjoying having a, a glass of my, my partner does in, enjoy a glass of wine. She enjoys like a, a bit of wine. And that's the first time I'd ever really got drink, into drinking wine. So I was drinking more than I'd ever drank before. Um, and it, I actually went through like a, a little bit of period because coming off the back of the show, it was like com- my life just completely changed. Um, I didn't, I kind of quit my job a little bit. I didn't have any income coming in. I was starting up my online coaching, my fitness. I'd tried doing it in the past. And I went through a bit of a period where uh, anxiety hit me like never before. I, I always thought I was going to be bulletproof, like growing up, like Yorkshire being macho. I thought, oh, it's never, never going to touch me. And I went through like a, a period where I, I, I was really anxious and sort of having panic attacks and, and things like that. 
Um, so I completely, I, I quit for, I, I thought, right, I'm going to quit alcohol and, and stop it. And I, I didn't last too long. I think I lasted maybe a month or two, but I, I managed to get on top of it and, and get a grip of it. And um, like over the, the past few months, like I, I don't really drink that much anymore. I still, I still enjoy a drink and I've gone from someone that used to binge quite a lot um, to someone that now I probably have like maybe two drinks on a week, two well, two drinks on a Saturday, maybe two drinks on a Sunday, just to sort of wind down a little bit. Um, and that's pro- like pretty much where I'm at at the minute. If if ever we're having like a, a night out or, well, not really a night out because I don't really go out, but if ever we're going out for a meal, I'll always offer to drive because I know that like it, it's just a buffer where I, I, I don't mind drinking at all, but I just don't, I, I'm someone that likes to be productive. I like exercising. I like being there for my clients. If I like being there for my daughter. If I've had too many, it's hard, it's hard to do that. So at the minute, I can I can really take it or leave it like I'm in like I can have two drinks and just completely leave it at that. I know what my limits are. I know that like any more than two, it starts potentially just affecting my sleep. It starts affecting me the next day. So like two two on a week two gin and tonics on a weekend on a Saturday, maybe sometimes a Sunday, um, and then other than that. But at the minute, right now, I've just like two. I think it was about two weeks ago. I went on a me and my partner went on um, and my daughter we went on a cruise and I caught COVID on the cruise and it's literally the the worst I've felt there's a lot of recency bias to this but potentially the, the worst I've felt ever like I had one day where I couldn't get out of bed I actually accidentally had a 40-hour fast um, because I just couldn't eat anything and then since recovering from that I, like, I just what because I was in it like a, a really when you're not feeling great, all you want to do is feel better. And like I've kind of knocked alcohol on the head just to get back on top of things and kind of catch up from having like two weeks. So at the minute, I'm, I've not really drank anything for a couple of weeks. It's interesting that you say that. So you you had the anxiety, the panic attacks, then you knocked the alcohol on the head to get on top of it. And then yeah. you had the illness, the COVID, you knocked the alcohol to get on top of it again. It's like, it's great that you have that recognition of what it does to you. Because I think so many people yeah. would would be thinking the opposite, but like, I can't wait to feel better so I can go and get smashed or whatever and it's yeah. also interesting that because crystal can probably relate more to this i was like an all or nothing person so i relate to all or nothing people that that can't just have two gin and tonics on a sunday because then that I've, yeah. i'd have four five six and then i'd roll into the monday i'd feel like shit i'd want to have another one whatever and it, and and the, my life transformed because i i was able to completely put it in the bin because i was yeah. always someone like you who wanted to be fit and healthy but I, that was massively holding me back. And once I removed it from my life, I was like, right, I'm getting onto it now. And I feel like there's progress being made. But yeah, Crystal, you could probably relate quite to that. Can't you? Because Crystal, you, well, you might as well tell your own side of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can really relate, Adam, when you talk about panic attacks. And yeah. I was very similar to you, actually. I used to be a massive binge drinker. I could easily, I could go two weeks, not even think about it. Yeah. But most weeks I was going out at the weekend really binging. And it took me a long time to realise that, you know, when I felt bad the next day and I had anxiety and I felt really low for the next few days and then eventually I started getting panic attacks and it took me a long time to realise that there was a link with the alcohol. Yeah. So I can really relate. And as the years went on, a bit like, you know, you're saying life changes, you don't go out as much, I've had my babies. So I naturally started drinking less. And I got to the point where, like you, I could just stay in and have a couple or go out and have a couple quite happily. But what was interesting was as my tolerance went down, 
even having one or two would make me feel a bit rubbish the next day. And like, you know, I like to be fit and healthy. I like getting up, I like being active, going to the gym. And, you know, this was a period over about eight years in truth, but it got to the point where I just thought, I just, I don't want to feel a bit rubbish the next day. You know, I want to have control over how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. And so even though, like you, I was really able to moderate I got to the point where I thought I'm more excited about living life completely free of alcohol than I was about having one or two yeah yeah like like, as you were chatting then and I kind of made a video about this when I was on my last family holiday like any that any holiday that I previously went on apart from really recently like it was always uh sorry my dog just keeps barking can I just let him out one second I'll be two seconds Crystal, yeah, talk to me. How are you doing? Hi, yeah, I'm all right. We haven't spoken today, have we? I know. You keep riding my calls, that's why. Oh, sorry. <laughs> never, we'd never that. intentionally avoid you. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, sorry, Adam. Carry on. Um, yeah, so I, I, I made a piece of content actually talking about it, but any holiday that I ever kind of went on was always, it was that from 18 onwards really was always just associated with alcohol. Even when I went with my parents, like it was just kind of like a, a link. And it's only like the last sort of like year, well, last couple of years where I've actually started being able to disassociate sort of like holidays or events or like certain things with drinking. Like I, I can go and take it or leave it now. And it you can get a, a lot more out of it. Like I, I, I don't mind going to an event and, and drinking like the, but at the same time, I feel like when you kind of knock alcohol a little bit on the head, it opens your eyes a little bit. You you start experiencing more. You you start finding more passions. You start filling your time with more things. You can be a lot more productive. Like I, I know if if I've got a lot to do and like I, I want to get to somewhere a little bit quicker, one of the best ways to do that for a certain amount of time can be just taking a, a little bit of break from, from the alcohol because it can like even now when I'm, I've got a great relationship with it, it can creep up on you. And before, before you know it, you can just be having like two, three nights of the week instead of one night of the, of the week. So it can, it can definitely creep up. Yeah. Sounds like you've got a really good awareness of your relationship with alcohol and that like when you start to see it creep up, you can kind of pull it back, take a break when you need to. And that's something that we really encourage our community members to do is yeah. to take these tactical breaks. You know, it's like I said, my journey from stopping drinking when I first got pregnant to completely, you know, stopping altogether was eight years. And so it's not something that happens for very many people overnight. There is the odd person that will decide they want to stop and completely stop. But, you know, we really encourage people just to be a bit playful with it and experiment, you know. So, yeah, I love hearing your story around that that's great it's also about joining the dots as well isn't it like uh, it's interesting like you say and i sort of thing i'd pick up if i was coaching someone but you say if you want to do something quicker and get somewhere quicker be essentially more productive then take a break from the booze and i think that's one thing that i i noticed when when i was taking a break from the booze for two weeks that's all i could really do but when i heard people say that i was like i wonder what i could do if i took a year off or and that's where so my story is that I, I've said I'm going to take 10 years off because I want to achieve in 10 years what I will in a whole lifetime of drinking so and in 10 years time and I always say this but I say it with tongue in cheek now but 
I might go and move to Spain and get a vineyard and just get smashed for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I keep saying it, the more I say it, like the more I laugh at it now. Then I used to be it used to be quite serious. And even in my mind, I do flirt with that idea because I know that I've I've got that 10 year window, then I'm gonna be fitter, health, healthier, faster, be a better parent, be a better husband, be a better everything in that time. And then I can review what the next chapter in my life looks like. Is that ever have you ever considered taking a, a prolonged period, like a month or six months or even a year out, just to see where that takes you? Uh, can I just let my dog in and then answer that question? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, she's barking to come back in now. <laughs> Two seconds, sorry. Crystal, how oh. are you? <laughs> I'm really good, thanks. Oh, yeah, I'm looking. We've got our next step course tonight, which I am hosting. So I'm looking forward to that, seeing the gang. And uh, yeah, if you haven't been on one of our courses, I highly recommend it because honestly, people love it, don't they? They really, really get into it. Yeah, definitely. I was just coaching someone talking about that exact thing. Oh, really? Yeah. But anyway. Help me more yeah. later. I think Adam just needs more time to answer the questions. We're asking him two <laughs> challenging questions. He's going to have a breathe, but think about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely have thought about taking more prolonged periods. It, and and it, I kind of flirt with it quite a lot. There's one video that always sticks out to me and seeing your stuff as well. But have you seen the Chris Williamson YouTube video when he talks about um, quitting out alcohol and like he talks about sort of like the, the amount that I think he quit it for a thousand days and he talks about the the amount of it basically just talks about all the, all the differences and the, like the things that he achieved and like even now like you, you see the the things that he's kind of doing from like doing things like that so yeah I, I definitely have flirted with it but at the same time I feel like I'm, I'm at a really good place with it now I, I feel like I don't maybe need to put that much pressure on myself to do it because at the same time, like two gin and tonics on, on a weekend, it's not really, or like four on average on a weekend, it's not really affecting me at all. I train six days a week. I eat really like 80, 90% really clean. So like, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't have a physique like that and have a problem with the booze at the same time. You can tell that you, because some people, I think there are a lot of people that go out in the world and say, um, I've got, yeah, I could take it or leave it. We hear that a lot, but then yeah. you, you know that that's just bullshit. And I said the same thing myself for many years. I, I couldn't stop it if I wanted, then tried to stop for dry January every year. Couldn't even get past the 10th. Um, yeah. And I was like, maybe I've got more of a problem than I thought I did. But yeah, regardless of problem or not problem, I think the world agrees that everyone's more productive if you take a break. But if you're yeah. achieving what you, I agree with that as well. If you're achieving, what you want to achieve if you're happy if you've got a happy relationship happy as a parent and you he's not consuming you then yeah i think that's probably right but i suppose we're more in the game of helping people take a break for a month yeah. or six months and just getting to peek behind the curtain because that's the weird thing about our society especially in england like no one takes a break unless it is dry january and then it's becoming bigger and bigger but outside of that no one's taking a break because every weekend people drink that's just the society we brought up in but yeah it's in, we're at an interesting time and obviously you've got your daughter now you You'll see it for yourself how like our parents above us were big drinkers and our kids below yeah. us are not really drinkers and we're in that court generation where it's great that you've got control of it but i tell you what there's millions of people in england that are fucked because because yeah. of booze yeah and like the booze also can lead on to, to other things like i've had lots of friendships that the the booze is kind of like a, a kickstarter to like different substances which, which again can can cause damage but yeah like I, I i whenever 
I need to do something productive. Like I, I think back to sort of like moments in my life where there was a point last year where I was launching a new app. I had loads to do for it. Like, and I, I went for a period, like I think it was about a month and a half where I didn't drink anything uh, because it, it did just massively help me just stay focused on on things um, and, and get things done. And it, it does make a, a big, big difference to to you, you know, the, the amount that you can get done when you when you stop drinking. Absolutely. And when you're coaching your own clients, do you address their relationship with alcohol at that point? Not not really. Um, not not really. The, the main thing that I always try and do with, with my clients is get them moving more, get them exercising more. And it, it is very basic, but it, get, get them moving more, get them exercising properly. So give them a, a proper training program get them starting eating better. And I think that, like, if I completely changed everything all at once, it become like a normal diet where it's just too restrictive, too yeah. too challenging. So to be honest, to begin with, I don't even really talk to them about alcohol or, or anything like that. Um, I can kind of tell when when alcohol is an issue because it's around a, week, a weekend, that's when people, because I get them to track the food, I can see that the app yeah. that I use, I can see that the food and I can see that on a weekend that they stop tracking and all that, the, the calories are, are massively like over consuming and well, like, it's always Domino's, Domino's pizza at 10 a.m on a Sunday literally like and I've got a client at the minute and she, she basically messaged me she, like she's an amazing amazing client I'm really enjoying coaching her. and she messaged me like on I think it was on a Thursday and she was like I'm really disappointed this week like I've had the last few days where I've done really well I've not seen the results and then on a Monday on the Monday she messaged me she was really really self-aware because I said to her the week before on, on a phone call, I was like, look, I think alcohol could be a bit of an issue here. I think what we need to potentially do is just have a, a short period of time where you cut down your alcohol or just have like four weeks where you say no alcohol and see if it makes a difference and see. And she was like, oh, no, I can't do that. And then the following Monday after the weekend, she messaged me saying, I, I think alcohol is, is the problem. And I was like, right, because like, I'm I'm – when it comes to my coaching, I'm quite big on balance. Like I, I don't want people being too restrictive with anything because mm. if you're too restrictive, it's just another yo-yo diet where you can't stick at. But I was like, it, we 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 have to have a period of time here to see if it, it makes a bit of a difference. Like we have to go into a little bit more of a restrictive bit where you have a, a period of time where you cut alcohol out because it, it alcohol in itself is never that much of an issue when it comes to weight loss. Like it's, it's, it's more the, the decisions that you make when when you're drinking alcohol. It's the yeah. lack, it's like the lack of deep sleep that you get, and then it, like sleep is is a massive thing when you're not sleeping as well. You wake up the next day more hungry. You wake up more tired. So you're looking to food to get you more energy, and then it's a, a, a like a complete cycle of trying to get that trying to get back in front of your energy. The next night you're not sleeping as well, and knock on so so and forth. So I I said like we we just need a period of time to see if alcohol is the issue. Um, so yeah, w when it comes to my clients, I, I kind of leave it to them. A lot of the time, they automatically cut down on the alcohol anyway because when they when they start doing something like this, that, that surge of motivation to begin with can mm. be enough to make some some big change. But I, I never put the not that it's pressure, but I never put the, the pressure on on them when it comes to alcohol. 
Yeah, and like you said, you don't want to overload somebody with too much all at once. And obviously your main focus is movement and nutrition. Yeah. And likewise, in our community, our focus is taking a break from alcohol. So we will actually say to people, don't take on everything at once. Don't try to, you know, take away the alcohol and then, you know, completely say no sugar because obviously alcohol turns sugar in the body. So we find when people take a break, they crave sugar. And it's something that can be addressed later on. But yeah, we're like, just for now, focus on your main yeah. goal. And I guess that sounds like what you do. Yeah. And like what one little change like to, to your lifestyle can have a massive, massive knock-on effect. Like yeah. cutting out your alcohol can have a massive knock-on effect. Or like if your alcohol intake stays the same, but you just cut out more processed food or like you just increase the, the amount of good food that you're getting in, that can have a massive and it can be like a, a domino sort of knocking like the first one to go can knock maybe the alcohol down or like cut it out and then it can maybe improve your sleep and then before you know it you're running half marathons and like it like you guys are in sort of the like I know Matt your whole thing is better life and that's kind of exactly what I try and do just with health and fitness and you're just at a different angle but they all kind of tie in together don't they yeah definitely and like that's what we we find like as soon as people give up the booze everything else starts to fall into place. Even if you do have a bag of Maltesers on a Saturday night instead, yeah. that's never going to do the same damage as you're never going to start texting your ex-girlfriend after a bag of Maltesers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cause yourself a load of, load of problems. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm interested as well in your, because obviously you are into the world of fitness and I've, I've seen, I'm, I'm obsessed with, I get obsessed with people with like, with and me and Crystal talk about this all the time. And I'm really interested in your take on this. So you've got the world of Eddie Abu's taking over the world with his yeah. whole food. And you've got them people, and you, I think you've done this as well before with like the, the high protein, regardless of ingredients kind of method. Yeah. And there's a guy called Sean Casey I follow. I really like the Irish guy. There are a lot of people follow as yeah. well. I think you follow Sk- Casey, I think is. Scacy is it? Scacy Fitness, but it is Sean Casey, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, so he, I really like his take, and not, and I'm, I am faddy as you like. So I, I'm always yeah. in search of the next thing. I was vegan for six months. I was veggie for four years. I, I was carnivore for a few months, like yeah. earlier this year. I've tried it all, and every time I come back to, I think the answer is in the middle, and I think it is in the middle Oops. still. But uh, I've tried the Eddie Boo thing, and I've eaten fucking twenty five eggs, and I felt, yeah. egg, and I, I, for me. I love food too much to be restricted by that. And although, and I, and I get it, I get what he's saying. And yeah. I ditched, I went all protein yogurts and all that shit from Aldi. And then I went, no protein, no, there's too many ingredients. And now I'm going a bit back towards like, oh, actually, fuck it. Now I'm going to have the protein yogurt. And like, I'm going to go back to what I, what I always wanted. But I'm, yeah. what is your view on that whole thing? So like, it's mad. So I get, whenever I do a video, I'll get people commenting and tagging Eddie in my videos, no matter what. Like I, I'm very in in the middle, like when it comes to fitness and like I, I'm not too far one way, I'm not too far the other. Like I think we could probably get to a point now where there's left and right in health and fitness sort of content. Yeah. But but I'm I'm neither like I, you you're completely right in what you say. Eddie Abu's diet is basically cutting out anything that's not not whole foods, like food that's been literally added into chemicals or processed. And if you strip all of that out of your diet, you're going to feel amazing. Like if you literally eat how Eddie Abu says, you are going to feel amazing. The problem is that the adherence to that kind of diet is probably 
1%. Eddie probably finds it easy, as would I, because I'm into fitness. I've done bodybuilding. I can restrict my diet. I can cut things out. I enjoy training. I get a lot of my feel-good things out of training, not from eating. But some like, for the majority of the population, they're not going to be able to stick to that kind of diet or a Paul Saladino diet. But if you can take little bits from that, which is what I try and do, if you can increase the amount of whole foods that you're putting into your diet, if you can decrease a little bit of the ultra-processed food, which has very little nutrient value, tastes good at the same time. That what One thing I always say about Eddie Abu's diet, like, are you going to turn down a bit of cake on your birthday? Or are you going to turn down, like, um, a bit of chocolate on Christmas? Or, like, just be, because you're, you're following this diet? And, and that is kind of what I always try and reverse in people is, is the fad, is the stop start, is the all or nothing. Yeah. It's the feeling like you've got to do be perfect on, on a certain diet because you definitely don't. All you have to do to make progress, which is what, like, if you go into the gym or you're trying to eat better, you're just trying to make progress, aren't you? All you have to do to do that is make better decisions or get a little bit more active, exercise a little bit more. And, like, you, you can't stick at something that's just not sustainable for you like we and and, and yeah that's kind of my, my, my thoughts on it really yeah I feel you there definitely and there's another Instagram guy that we love Silverback Tarzan oh who just has... about to mention him <laughs> me and Matt are obsessed with we love all you know you got the Silverback Tarzan yeah we love him and he's very much like him and Eddie are like really good mates and yeah. met up in real life but he is a little bit more you know, I saw a video of him a couple of weeks ago having a chocolate cake. And yeah. he was like, look, you know, I grew up in the 60s, 70s and we had pudding after dinner. And sometimes I'm just going to have a pudding. Yeah. And, and I thought, yes, good on you, because I don't think I could live my life as restricted as Eddie, like you say. Uh, to be honest, I don't think and he, 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 I might be wrong, but I don't think Eddie is 100 percent honest on the, the food that he eats because I've actually seen a video of him when he went out for his birthday and he had a bit of chocolate with his dessert but like if he's very extreme with his views and the yeah. things that he puts out and that's kind of why he gets so so much attention like I cannot do a, a video talking about having a bit of balance in there now really I mean I can but a lot of the comments that I get are people just tagging Eddie in there for Eddie to try and give me abuse on sort of my but I, I agree with what Eddie's saying like but I just think his way is just a little bit too unsustainable for the majority of people but if you took a tiny bit of what he's saying and uh, which which even when I watch his content I'm like yeah maybe like and I've had a little bit more of a shift of more whole food since I've been watching his content so I do believe half a bit of his like a lot of his message is good but at the same time it can be quite detrimental to people when you're stood in a supermarket and just saying this is shit this is shit this is shit so like <laughs> yeah it's it's a and, yeah it's a hard balance yeah, yeah definitely what were you going to say about silverback matt i was just going to say there's a guy who we follow do you follow him mate do you... i don't think I've, I've never even seen his stuff no yeah you oh, need he's, to get brilliant. he's brilliant mate see he's, he's a bit older and he's he's, such, he's in such good nick and he's got he's really good with body weight calisthenics calisthenics Cal it. Cal yeah, calisthenics. Um, and he does like the flagpole, like hold, you know, and he's probably, I don't know, 55, 55 years old, would you say, Crystal? And he's yeah, yeah. great, Nick. And he's in Brighton. He's really extreme in terms of his oh, lifestyle. Oh, I've seen him. I've, yeah, I've seen him. He's got longish hair and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've but seen him. 
but he like he does like big another thing I'm going to ask you about in a minute is fasting because they're both obviously massive fans of fasting and um he uh yeah he does big fast and he did have his porridge and then he has but he does it his view which again might be a bit different to yours because I guess yours is more about weight loss and weight management but he does a lot of like curry gold butter like he wants the real stuff if yeah. you're going to eat it eat a full fat yogurt eat full yeah. have full fat milk or whatever and yeah so what what's your a you need to follow him because he's brilliant because he's really yeah. used but also what's your view on that sort of stuff like the, the full fat versus the low fat that's another point yeah so the, the the low fat again like there's a proper dichotomy and i've made a lot of content on this like if you go full fat it's more nutritious like you you get natural fats are actually really good for you so if you take natural greek yogurt full fat versus greek yogurt that's had all the fat taken out of it one's potentially going to be a little bit better if you're trying to lose weight so the lower fat one but if you have the more full fat one it's going to be more calories but it's going to fill you up more you're going to have more energy from it so it is is a hard balance but i think people like that who love training and who love exercising are always going to feel better from having full fat. But if you've got a lot of weight to lose, like you still want to get a bit of fats in there, but you're probably better off getting your fats from a steak and then maybe having a bit of low fat yogurt because you can get more protein in. Like the 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 best way to one of the best ways to improve most of your health markers is by getting your body fat down. So if you can get your body fat down by eating more reduced fat stuff, you, you're going to improve your health markers anyway. In relation to that, actually, what are your thoughts around fasting and exercising? Is there anything we should be looking at in terms of, is it best to eat before you exercise after? Is there a time frame that works best? And also, what's your view on fasting while we're at it in general? Fasting for weight loss, if... So like I, I always think there's well, there is kind of two different types of fasting. So you, you're kind of fasting for health benefits and you have to kind of go a longer period of time, which is I think over 24 hours and then fasting for weight loss. So if you're reducing the window that you're eating in, so let's say you're only going to eat from six o'clock at night to eight. Well, maybe most people won't do that. Maybe like three o'clock in the afternoon to five o'clock in the evening. If you're doing that, that's probably going to help you reduce the calories that you're consuming but there's no real benefit of massively doing that. But if you're fasting for a longer period of time, and there's a documentary, which is kind of where I learned about this. Have you seen, you guys would love it. It's Chris Hemsworth, Limitless. Yeah. Oh, I love Brilliant. that. What guy? Seen, oh, I absolutely love it. That That is literally what, like, just longevity, health, like, just yeah. literally kind of what I, I love. Um, and the, the, episode, the episode on fasting is, is kind of where I, I learned a lot of... Oh, Sorry, you've disappeared. I'm getting a phone call and it's going through. Um, Sorry, we can still hear you. Yeah, I'm back. Um, So basically, if you fast for a longer period of time, so we have cells in our body um, and they're called known as dead cells, but because we're eating all the time, we're literally giving these cells glucose. So they they just won't leave. Like they won't leave the body because we're feeding them all the time. But if you fast for a a certain amount of time and... um, Dr. Peter Atia, who is quite a, a big in longevity and health and food and things like that, he recommends fasting for three days where you actually stop giving these dead cells glucose and you can rid your body of these dead cells, which can help reduce cancer and, and things like that. So that's kind of where, if anyone's interested, that watch the Limitless Chris Hemsworth fasting documentary, uh, well, episode. Um, but yeah, 
like I, I wouldn't recommend it for for weight loss, but again, if it works for some people, like it's each each to their own. Um, I'm not really someone that's going to ever fast. I don't really feel the need to. I feel like in general, I'm pretty healthy. I I, I enjoy my food, so I wouldn't really want to fast. <laughs> that's so, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And what about um that window of when you eat before or after exercise? Is there any tips around that that you have? Um, most people, it depends how fast your digestive system is and how fast your metabolism is, how quick you can process food. But most people, I would recommend not eating for a a good hour before you exercise, um, just because it it's more how it feels in your stomach. Mm. Um, but if you want a really really good exercise, you want fast carbs, maybe forty minutes before an exercise. So, like fast carbs are usually um. Uh, carbs that break down a, a lot quicker so you're talking sort of like sugar ba- basically sugar will literally go into your uh you get stored as glycogen which is what your energy which is which is what your muscles burn whilst you're like pumping weights and whilst you're moving so um if, if you want a really good workout a little bit of sugar 30 40 minutes but um in general i i wouldn't eat for like an hour before you work out at least yeah Yeah. it's interesting actually because I changed my routine up a bit recently I've introduced um, a lot more weights and whereas previously I was always massively into cardio so especially now I'm in my 40s and so I've been fasting so most days I will stop eating at six seven o'clock in the evening and I don't start eating again till 11 12 1 something like that yeah. So I've been going to the gym, doing my weights um, in a fasted state. But what I've noticed is I'm definitely building muscle, but I feel like I'm actually putting on a bit more fat. And I wonder if there's something about, especially for women, stress hormones and the fact that maybe I'm not eating before weights. I don't know if you've got any ideas around that. I I, I couldn't see why you would be putting on more fat because you're working out fasted. Um, I don't know, mate, probably above my knowledge around fasting because I'm not massively on top of fasting because it's not something that I really, really do. Mm. So, uh, But I, I couldn't see why it would be the case, um, to, to be honest. But like, interesting that you say you, you've swapped your training a little bit. Like one of the yeah. best things without a shadow of a doubt, not only to for, for longevity. So like as you get past the age of 30, you're... You, the, your muscle mass starts to deteriorate like in, in everyone. Um, so the, the best thing that you can do is like fight against that and do some form of resistance training or hypertrophy, which is working the muscle, eating high protein. Um, and pro, like your body fat burns more calories. Uh, muscle mass burns more calories than body fat does. So even without doing anything, if you've got more muscle mass, you're going to be burning more calories. So your metabolism is going to be higher. So that's kind of one of the reasons that as you get older, it's harder to, but like it's it's harder to lose weight because your muscle mass deteriorates. So the less muscle mass he has, the less calories that you're going to be burning. So I always recommend literally three or four times a week, if you can do some form of resistance training on top of that, if you can do, get your cardio in, get your steps in, stay active, eat high protein, get good food in, rinse, repeat that for consistency, see progress in the gym, you're going to, you're going to progress. It's interesting because I can see why people stay away from the weights because I did for many years because I, I was more of a scales person yeah. and then I, I fucked off the scales basically and I thought I'm just going to go for it at the gym 
Uh, and then I did step back on the scales fairly recently after going to the gym and smashing the weights for like probably a year. Yeah. Um, and doing minimal cardio. And I was like, Jesus, that's <laughs> like the heaviest I'd ever been. But my muscle mass was was up as well. And I felt yeah. I felt good. But I think people ask it because I was I'm probably two stone heavier than I have been at my lightest. And but I feel good. I feel all right. And I think people get yeah. scared by the number, don't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I've had very, very well a, a lot of my clients like go through this realization but especially recently i've had a client who told me that she's nowhere near her lowest weight that she's ever been but she's actually fitting into the dress that she couldn't fit in when she was at her lowest weight oh, so really? like she, she's heavier but she's actually fitting into it and that's because she's changing her body composition so like your, your whole body can change and, and this is why i get clients to take progress photos because literally your whole body can change without the weight on the scales moving that much like it, it, it really can and that you you I, I see it a lot especially especially in sort of my, my male clients like if they come and they've got like a little bit more timber around the midsection they're a little bit skinnier up top and like if you spend um, six months doing solid resistance training eating health like having a bit of balance so you can actually stick at your diet eating high protein that your midsection is going to suck in massively but your upper body is going to put on on size and like you can be the exact same weight but literally you, you can look completely completely different and it's the same with with women women as well but women don't tend to put on as much muscle it's harder for them to to put on muscle uh, you, you definitely can put on muscle um, and you uh, same with women you can completely change your body composition how your body looks without the weight on the scales moving that much yeah, do you know what? I don't even own a pair of scales for Neither that do I. reason. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant! I've not, yeah, I've not in years. Like, I, yeah. I, I always wish I do because I always need it for content. But then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to literally jump on the scales all the time. It doesn't really mean a lot. Like the scales, and and they fluctuate that much. One of my jobs as a coach is literally reassuring people when the weight goes up a little bit. And I'm like, just because the weight's gone up on the scales, it does not mean you've put on body fat. Like your body's yeah. made up of over 60 odd percent water. If that fluctuates for many reasons, like alcohol consumption or sodium, salt, or even flying altitude, there's loads of different, or like if, you, if you're a woman and you, it's the time of the month or like there's loads of different things that can fluctuate the water in your body and it's going to change on the scales. And yeah. just because someone... They've had a really good week, jumped on the scales. They've seen it go up a little bit and they're like, what the hell? I thought I'd done amazing this week and I have to reassure them. That's not body fat you put on. Like it's got to fluctuate. Just look at the long-term picture. So, yeah. Absolutely. And for all the women out there, actually, Sean Casey did a brilliant video on women and like you said, they're holding on to water and how that fluctuates through the four weeks of your cycle. So go check yeah. that out and that helps to explain it really well. Wicked. Thank you, man. And just finally, I was going to just ask you, so people obviously are going to be listening to this, they're giving up the booze. And I think, yeah. you know, it's a scary place, isn't it? When you're giving up the booze, you don't know who you are, you don't know what happened the last 20 years, you're a bit overweight, you feel a bit like shit, your mental health's down the drain, but you want to get fit and healthy. Like, where, yeah. I like your approach, I've said to you before, like, what, in a nutshell, what is your, I know you say this on your content, and yeah. what, is, what is your advice to people that are clueless and they just want to start eating healthy and losing a bit of weight yeah so gen general advice that I, I tend to sort of give people so when it comes to the training i would do three to four sessions a week 30 40 50 minutes whatever you can really whatever time you can afford i would try and get a bit of resistance training done so get in the gym or get yourself some dumbbells like 
jump on my plan if, if you need help, if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and then try and get active. So steps are a, a great sort of metric just to see how active you are. But if you enjoy doing a bit of golf or you enjoy hiking or you enjoy playing tennis, like just doing, trying to get active in your lifestyle, not just going to the gym three or four times a week, trying to get active in general. Um, and then when it comes to the food, that general rule of form, I always say if you can eat 89%, maybe not 90%, but around 80% whole foods, get proper food in there. Don't stress too much about cutting anything out. Don't stress too much about being too restrictive. Like if you can eat in a, if you want to lose weight, obviously trying to eat in a calorie deficit. But in general, just just by making better choices when it comes to foods, getting more fruit and veg in, eating higher protein, getting a bit of fiber in there, like you you you're gonna see results, not like in energy, in mood, in like literally that. Your, your physique as well is going to change if you're training three times a week you're staying active you're getting good food and eating high protein and it, it's the, the main thing is and this is where people make the, the biggest mistake when they start something they, they get like a big surge of motivation at the beginning and they think right i need to get results quick so they cut the calories miles too low they think they've got to train six days a week and it's not sustainable. No one can stick at it. And then they blame themselves and they're like, why can I not stick at a diet? Like I've, I've just got no tolerance. I've got no will, but it's not that it's because they're not really doing the right. Not that they're not doing the right thing, but they're just cutting thing, cutting the calories too low. They're, like, And they just can't stick to it basically. So it's, it's about just one little change can make a massive difference. Just going and getting more steps in to begin with is going to make a huge difference. Then can you get to the gym? Then can you start, increasing your protein can you start getting five portions of fruit and veg in a day and then the uh, yeah it just it will make a, a big difference sorry i went on a bit of a tangent there uh, mate, no love, love it, it. Yeah, to a cycle yeah it's consistent yeah. it's the thing that no one wants to hear that it's going to take a while and you need to be consistent isn't it yeah. but no everyone that's why everyone's following eddie Abu and eating fucking 24 eggs because they want <laughs> they want to do the thing that no yeah. one's doing they want to find that secret source but the fact is it is just that isn't it be consistent be sensible eat a bit of everything um, and if you're in your case, you can drink a, a bit at the weekend. In our case, yeah. well, in my case, I can't because that will lead me down a dark alley. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate that, mate. Even it's really, really helpful. Uh, notably for me and Crystal, <laughs> it was a bit of a Q and A <laughs> for us to. I love that. Everyone's going to benefit from it. And um, where where can everyone sign up to your stuff? I'm making everyone find you. Yeah, so it's just Adam Avelyn on pretty much every social, really Instagram and. TikTok are kind of my main two. I post a little bit on, on YouTube as well, a little bit more longer form when I've got, got the time. Um, at the minute, I'm actually, so I do like a, a three-month coaching program uh, where I do everything for, it's like, I, I'm very biased, but it's probably one of the best value programs you can do. Like I I can give you 24-7 support. We do weekly check-ins. Um, I do your training program personalized for you. I give you um, meal plan not just following a meal plan because like I say I never want it to be too restrictive so give you support when it comes to nutrition um, and that's launching again on March the 4th um, so yeah you can just go to my Instagram and click the link in the bio to to see that but yeah I, I just enjoy helping people for free as well on, on social media so trying to put as much good content out there and, and help people get what I get from fitness and nutrition really brilliant brilliant top work mate really appreciate you coming on thank you so much for everything Neil. we'll um we'll share that on march the 4th you just let us know when that's out and we'll we'll share it through our stuff as well oh, perfect thank you i appreciate yeah. that all right anything else from you crystal 
No, I just absolutely love that. Yeah, thanks so much, Adam. And I know that our community are going to love this because I think, you know, the going for the booze-free life goes hand in hand with health and well-being and nutrition. So, yeah, really, yeah. really happy to have had you. Thank you. Not a problem. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. Well, thanks, mate.